Geeks. 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 Hello and welcome back to Geeks, the world's number one entertainment show recorded live in these rooms. I'm your host, Al White, and joined this week, Alexander Chart. Well, hi there, Al. And Justin Macaroni Maraconda. Well, hi there. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ, it's going to be a long fucking slug. Uh, to those of you who can't tell, we're going to be talking Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, we're going to do. We're going to go back a little bit to our old-fashioned roots. We're going to be doing a little bit of the old... Um, a few releases that we'll touch on, a little bit of the box office. But mostly, Red Dead Redemption 2, and happy Halloween, guys. If all is going as planned, this has got up on Halloween, if not the day after. So just pretend it's Halloween. Because everyone fucking pretends it's Halloween the weekend before, so why not pretend... The day after Halloween as well. Because it's Christmas uh, after. Continue with that lie. Uh, it, uh, was Thanksgiving and then Christmas. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking some spooky films. So I'm going to be <laughs> recommending what... <laughs> Seriously, I would recommend you just stop listening now. That's my hearty recommendation. Spooky! Um, I'm going to be recommending what films on Netflix you should be watching in the UK and the US. Um, and we're going to be talking over some of our horror shows. Uh, from our other podcasts. If you're new to us, hello, welcome. Head on over to wearegeeks.com or just type in we are geeks. Not all one word is a new revelation I've had. Apparently, some people are typing in as all one word. Don't do that. We are geeks is a sentence, not a word. Uh, and you want to <laughs> yeah. type that Don't in on do iTunes. That. And you want to subscribe now. and you want to rate to us because we do this for free. No patrons, no banner ads, no, you know, bribes. No big, big men with the big old pockets just what bribing about, us um, around. Back alleys. Do we do any Bruce Banner ads? <laughs> oh, I would do a Bruce Banner ad. That's true. <laughs> Guys, nice to have you both on again. It's been a while since the three of us have been chatting. This is this is old yeah, school. I reckon it's been a while. <laughs> are you, are you? Is that now your voice? <laughs> this is <laughs> the, the next hour. I think it's um, been a while since we've all been together. Justin, yeah, you, you, I don't really know yet. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did master the old John Marston. Uh, yeah, have you mastered the Arthur? That is the question. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You tell me. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> you get in there. You get in there. pretty good. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot of Red Dead Redemption. And I think really... Uh, well, actually, before we do that, let's get into anything else that we've been doing. Because obviously Red Dead is the main game. Um, but it's been the other stuff game. happening, believe it or not. Uh, despite the sales figures that we're going to be getting into. Um... I wanted to touch a little bit quickly on a, on a beta that's been up for Fallout 76, um, which has had positives and negatives. Have either of you two dropped into this at all, or am I the only one? Uh, I have not. Yeah, I haven't. I've been in the West. East. Okay. East-West. I'm going to talk a little <laughs> bit about that. Can one of you guys, I forgot to get the latest figures because they kept changing for Red Dead Up. If one of you could get those figures up while I chat about Fallout. Sure. Okay, let me get those. Yeah. Um... Fallout 76, so the beta launched, if you pre-ordered the game on Xbox, um, I think it was only Xbox, I think, this beta, wasn't it? I think, I'm not yeah. lying about it, yeah. Um, if you pre-ordered the game, then you just go straight in, which was wonderful. However, what a fucking hot mess. Like, the way they do their beta is just a nightmare, and it's not that they failed at what they're doing, they executed what they were trying to do, but it was just, ugh. So basically, it would allow you to pre-load the game, which is great, as it should be, but then it would allow you to get into the main menu 
And then everyone, as soon as you download it, and then everyone just started trying to start this game, and they kept getting these weird errors, and it went on for days, and everyone just thought, oh, the beta's fucked, and it was sort of like, everything online was people just sort of saying, why on earth is it saying this? So then you start following their Twitter accounts, and they weren't communicating very well with people. But basically it was, no, you can preload it, you can get to the main screen and see these sort of beautiful vistas, like, you know, like camera angles going across the world, but you're not allowed to play until we actually open the doors to the beta. And unlike other betas where they're just like, hey, we're going to open for a weekend or we're going to open for these, you know, tonight or whatever. They're like, no, we're going to open for four hours on Sunday. Then on Tuesday, we're opening for two hours at a different <laughs> bracket of time. Then on Wednesday, two hours on a different bracket of time. And it's a fucking nightmare. Um, luckily now when you go on the page, um, although I think it might close now, but when you go on the page, it will tell you the next beta is going to be up at this time east time this time mountain time this time pacific still confusing because they change every day it's like a just keep it open but if you're not going to keep it open do it the same time each day yeah but i guess they're stress yeah. testing different bits i don't know however the pluses of it is when it was up it worked perfectly you just got straight on in like i had no problems i'm sure some people did but unlike most betas where it's hard to get in nope just drop straight in um, how does it look were you well, were you guys excited about this at all? I know this was like kind of a controversial one when they announced it. There was a new Fallout game, you know, a couple of years ago they announced, and people got all excited, and then people were like, not a couple of years ago, it was like a year. Wasn't it? And then yeah. people, there was a big retaliation of even passionate Fallout fans, like our good friend Craig Coban, who's a huge Fallout fan, who was like, no, fuck this. The last thing I want is like an online. If I believe I'm quoting Craig correctly, <laughs> and he uses fucking almost every sentence, was fuck this. Piece of shit. <laughs> I was going to email in. Correct me go. if I'm wrong, Craig. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, were you excited? Yeah, not super excited, to be honest. Uh, you you enjoyed the old Fallout, though. So what, that's what I want to understand is, what is the mindscape? Why are people not excited about this? For, for me, it was the online factor of like... Because I enjoy that sort of solo experience in the fallout games and that sense of being my my fear my, my fear was was that it would just make everything too crowded and i would lose that sense of being able to explore on my own um yeah that was my biggest concern um justin were you yeah i, <clears throat> I wasn't really too excited either um I do I, I will play it but I like Alex was saying um, you play Fallout because it's kind of just a wasteland and no one's around and you explore and you come across like a little bit of civilization but for the most part you're just trying to survive and I feel with this online it's going to end up like how Elder Scrolls was where it just kind of takes away a little bit from what the games are um, I don't know exactly what it is but I think it's you don't have that full-on like immersion that you would get from you know like fallout 4 where you're just walking and then you see something and you climb up a hill and it's a beautiful like sunrise and you got like the the dew type of feel and the particles like coming through the the tree lines and you're just like man it's so peaceful yet everything's kind of shit but i feel like with this online you're gonna see some dude <laughs> it's, like, it's like america <laughs> yeah you're gonna see some dude or like roaming by and just like guns blazing everything or just shooting you because they just want to and yeah I don't yeah know. well so i think um 
I think you both raised the points that people worried about. One is like people play Fallout to be on their own. When people have said that they want to play it with other people, and I'm one of those people, it's normally been they want co-op. They want to just bring in like one or two friends. They don't want a massively multiplayer online world. Um, and the people then who want that are then like, well, how are you going to fill this with enough? Because this is much bigger than Fallout 4. The map is enormous. Um, so how are you going to fill that right? So then people on both sides are kind of worried about it. And then like you say, Justin, they've done Elder Scrolls online before. And so that's the sort of bar people were thinking, okay, so it's not going to feel quite the same as Fallout and it's going to be a lot of people running around with crabs following them everywhere yeah. um, and all that stuff. So I've only played it a little bit because I played it for the first night for like three hours um, in the beta and then I didn't get into the other nights. Uh, well, no, actually, I tell a lie. I played for like 10 minutes the first night and then I played the next night. Um, it's not like that at all. So my only worry is they might change it later to make more people happy but right now it is making me perfectly happy so you go into this world it is 100% fallout like it feels exactly like any fallout game uh like fallout 4 and it's even more beautiful it controls just the same the only thing that's really changed is vats which obviously you can't do in you know real time um so if you're a big fan of the vat system and that kind of turn-based sort of style game mechanic it's not gonna be in here it doesn't work in that way they still they call a system vats but it's not vats um, I'm not a big fan of that, to be honest, so I'm fine with that. Um, and, yeah, you start in in Vault 76, and then you, you kind of design a character, and then you get out. And my worry was also you can have this choke of, like, you're getting out, and all these people are pouring out of Vault 76 at the same time. Nope, didn't see anybody anywhere. Um, and I wandered around. This is thing, like, I can't remember the amount of people, but the amount of people they said would be in each server. People like, well, hell, that's going to be such an empty world. And it is. And I love it. <laughs> so you walk around, it looks much more like a Skyrim game, which makes me very happy because I'm more of a uh, Elder Scrolls person than a Fallout person. It's still all derelict, obviously, but it's really beautiful. There's autumnal leaves everywhere. The mountains are gorgeous. Um, it's an area that I really want to explore, you know? And you're walking around and there are creatures. There are these zombie things and stuff. There's still like not as many monsters um, as there normally would be in a Fallout game, but there are still stuff um, all around the place. Um, and people are incredibly sporadically, like, it took me a long time to come across anybody real. Um, and now, again, things can change from a beta. Like, maybe it'll flush more people in. Uh, but at the moment, it was like, oh my god, I'm loving this. It's just this lonely, big, beautiful game. But you know real people are out there, which does make it feel more immersive. And I know I could, with one of you guys, you know, have someone come in and we could wander around it together. Um, and that's incredibly exciting. Like, I've always wanted... A Bethesda game that I could explore with a friend and you know wander around together um, and the gameplay feels amazing and they, they've got all this it's a complicated system that I recommend people go because I don't want to get say it wrong but if you go on to their um, there are articles written about it about their griefing system and it's fantastic it's basically like you can't fuck each other over if someone tries to shoot you it takes off a tiny 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 amount of damage it basically does nothing it's only going to really do anything to you if you then shoot back and then you engage, okay, you're fighting each other. And then you can grief each other. But if you don't fight back, then they're just taking off a tiny amount. If they keep wearing away at you until you die and you haven't fought back, when they come back to life, a bounty is on their head that everyone on the map sees. Ooh. So it's encouraging to fuck them over. Like the whole thing, there's all these other rules as well, but it's all set up so like, no, you get to play this how you want to and people will not fuck with you. People will not grief you. It's all about working together. Um, and if you want to do, yeah, player v player, then you can. But you both have to be wanting that, you know? Um, That's awesome. 
It's a really cool system, really beautiful world. For me, the most enticing Fallout world yet that I've played. Um, and yeah, again, the idea of just getting to do it with you guys is fantastic. My worry is, yeah, if people complain about it and they go, all right, we need to cram more people into these servers and then it becomes too many people, um, it wouldn't be the same for me. I wonder if there will be like a thing, because um, if you say you shoot, someone shoots you, or just, you know, like you always have friendly fire, like you shoot someone, is there a button you could probably press or a response where you're like, oh, sorry, that was an accident. I didn't really mean to shoot you. There probably is. Honestly, they've thought it out really well. Yeah. Because that would really. suck. You accidentally shoot someone and you're like, I don't really want to like grief you. And then they're just like, oh, well, fuck you. And then you guys end up shoot or he ends up shooting you and killing you. That would yeah. suck. And you're like, dude, that was just friendly fire. I think this is going to be one of those games where because they announced it so cockily because I think they thought this is what everybody wants and then the backlash was so extreme I think they'll be like oh what <laughs> we thought we were doing what people wanted um, and I think you know Red Dead's out and we'll get to that in a minute but so I think they're kind of going to be lost at launch a little bit but I think this is a game that over a year is going to really build I think it's going to like gradually people are going to go oh this is amazing and we no. should be playing when, this when does it release? Um, oh, fuck it's November sometime so just within the game, is there still like a, a narrative that you're following? There is. There is still a narrative. It's certainly not as steeped, you know, it's not as thick as it would be in a normal Fallout, but there is 100% a narrative. For right. Sure. I, um, yeah, I feel like they should release December because people are going to be still super deep in Red Dead, especially since like uh, November is the um, online beta launch. Oh, is that the online beta launch? When's it? Does yeah. it say when the actual <coughs> release is? It just says mid-November. Mid-November. I mean, oh yeah, that's gonna crush everything in its path. The yeah. Red Dead but, online launch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, completely. But I mean, that's what I mean. I kind of feel accidentally they've chosen the right thing because I think this game's not gonna work on launch day. Like, uh, not as in technically. I just mean I don't think people are going to attach to it on launch day, no matter when they do it, because I think it's got a bad. In- image in people's heads and i think it'll take some word of mouth so i think it's going to need to build over a few months anyway so i say just get it out let people talk about it and then you'll start you know raking in some money i hope uh, yeah i mean i don't know i don't even know if i'd like even if someone got in and talked to me i was like it's so good it'd be like dude i still have red dead to finish out like yeah but you like, come what out- are you gonna there's so january's stuffed with games right now february's like and like there's just so many games coming right now that's the problem and that's so big it's like yeah. In the last yeah, month, should... we've just had Odyssey and Shadow of Tomb yeah, Raider and Forza if 4 you and Red Dead. And... Balance out it, like, balance it out a bit. Because, like, December around Christmas time, if you've been playing Red Dead since launch date, you're going to be like, okay, I think I should take a break. Let me try Fallout, which is, like, in December. And then you would play it a little bit, regardless if you liked it immediately but or that's not. Kind of, but that's kind of my point, is that you can still buy it in December. <laughs> just because it yeah. doesn't launch in December. That, so my point is, like, if they launch in November, then I think after a month the word of mouth will build enough that then yeah when people are looking for something else after red dead then yeah they can hop hop over to that uh, yeah i was just, i was just thinking in the sense for like their numbers because that's yeah. what affects their businesses yeah. no, i agree i hear ya. um anyway i thoroughly recommend it even though the beta was a very fucking weird way to do it and kind of a weird middle finger almost to <laughs> the public um but let's talk about... I mean, have you guys got any other games you want to talk about? Or should we just go straight to Red Dead? Uh, let's just get to Red Dead. Yeah, let's get in there. Let's do it. Alex is thinking. 
Alex was thinking for a second. We said, every, I mean, if you want to hear, me and Alex talked over Odyssey and uh, Forza Horizon 4 and Shadow of Tomb Raider and some other games back in episode 9... What was that? 100? 100, 100 maybe, 100. yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a century old. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yes, so Red Dead Redemption me. 2, just so people are clear, we're going to do spoilers, I think, for chapter 1, because it's a short intro chapter. Yeah, um, sure. But we won't do spoilers for anything else in the game, but obviously we're going to be talking broad strokes about and particular details. So we'll do like the wide scale of it and then very little particular things. We won't do story stuff mm-hmm. beyond chapter uh, one. Yeah, the story's my life. <laughs> um, so who's got the figures up? Because I think the biggest shock this week in entertainment news has been the sales figures of Red Dead. Um, and you might think, why would that be a shock? But I think... Yeah, well, so we'll in three it. days, in three days, it's been revealed that Red Dead made $725 million. Which places the biggest, it is The biggest entertainment opening weekend of all time. Which usurps Grand Theft Auto V, which previously was the biggest entertainment opening of all time. Well, no. Uh, no, uh, no, it doesn't, actually. No, it doesn't. GTA V is still the top. With one billion. Well, then how is this? How is this now Cause the biggest? Because they did it. This is what they did. They opened GTA Five on a weekday. That's why it's the biggest during like week. It was launched on a Tuesday, right? And so they put Red Dead on the weekend to give oh, themselves the weekend. That fucking sucks. <laughs> so they got both now. Now fuck them because that <laughs> is <laughs> terrible. Yeah. So they get to have this bit of like the biggest opening weekday weekend uh, of all time. Yeah. yeah. And they just That's sort of coughed that like, one out. D- yeah. Because, um, yeah, if they did it again on a weekday, they would just be like, well, you still, you had the record for that. Why why do that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, I get it from a business way, but that's a terrible spin to put into the press. Because I was totally like, how the fuck is this being Grand Theft Auto V? I can't comprehend that. Yeah, um, it, it hasn't. But it hasn't. Okay. for a game that only had one uh, title before it, so it's, you know, mm-hmm. not, it's not GTA V. It's Red Dead Redemption number two, not three um still 725 million three days like that's Doing all right day one was i think 520 something million i mean it's staggering and it's especially staggering i don't know how much you guys have been paying attention to the reviews and the conversation afterwards reviews have been very high obviously because they would be however there has been a caveat with that is that when you listen to the conversations um on the reviews and on the podcast the game's not appealing to a lot of people like a lot of people are respecting it but not loving it that's what's interesting, interesting about it is like like there really there are a lot of people out there who are like no i get this is incredible but it's certainly this just isn't for me right now or because yeah. it's we're gonna get into it but it's very very <clears throat> slow like it is very much a slow burn um and it is not a grand theft auto 5 it doesn't have stuff for everybody immediately this is a very different type of game and i think anyone expecting grand theft auto 5 Fuck with cowboys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all can um, get out of here. Yeah. But this is like you know, this is as it should be because of the time. But this is a lot more like an art house game uh, in a weird way. Like absolutely, not, yeah. It is not a big blockbuster kind of. There's a little bit more of substance in it if you get what I'm saying. So. Uh, huge sales figures though it sold very very well it's going to be interesting uh, when the online hits like what that is because that's presumably going to be where the silly fun comes in <laughs> but guys alright so I was like I was out actually in Manhattan um, and people kept not teasing me but keep going oh, I wants to get back home because he wants to play for the midnight launch of Red Dead and I was like yeah fucking do <laughs> and then these sales <laughs> yeah. figures luckily <laughs> vindicated me a little bit um, 
I went back, started playing immediately. Well, but I was about it was about one in the morning because I was I was a bit late getting back from Manhattan. Um, and I have to say, uh, I'm going to play a little bit Devil's Advocate. I'm going to try and point out things I don't like with the game as we go through because I know all three of us are very glowing and love it. But that opening, because that was my worry was like, how do they immediately get you into the mood? That opening and you're in the dark and you're in the snow and you're with your gang and they're clearly yeah. in trouble and they're trying to find your shelter for the night. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, yep, just right, right. You're right in it. I mean, it's it was just, so cinematic as well. Of just like how it drops you in, and it, it was, it was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah, so beautiful. It was like a sense of urgency that you got immediately. You're like, oh crap! Like we are in danger. I think, like we can. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but for me. I mean, there are some caveats. I think faces aren't always great in this game, but the world is the most beautiful I've ever seen in any video game, like bar none. It's just mm -hmm. it's staggering. And the thing that really impressed me immediately is, you know, not just like the snow displacement, which is incredible, or the volumetric clouds, which I haven't seen in a long time and particularly done anywhere near as, as incredible and adaptive as they are in this, but it's... It's that, like, when you're riding down, like, so you go for this snow level at the beginning, and it's just gobsmackingly beautiful, and I'm kind of happy in that small little area, you know? And then you start to ride out of there, and the snow starts to thin, and it becomes muddy, and the mm -hmm. trees change, and you just, like... It, I started to notice that in any other game, any other open-world game, including, including the other peers that are out right now, you look around at the trees, and you go, oh, it's so beautiful, I can see, like, five different types of trees. In this game, I looked around. I was like, I cannot see one tree that looks the same as another tree. Yeah. yeah. Every tree looks different in some way. Just like branches change, like the way it's like leaning. It's just the level of detail is staggering. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how they did it. And it's like you were saying, that sort of nuance of the, the shifts of environment. It's way more nuanced than anything I've ever seen. Um, where, you know, like even comparing to odyssey which is a beautiful game which is what i played leading up to this um you know and that has varied environments but it's you can see a very clear shift whereas here it's just like so realistic in that sense of like the snow thins 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 and then it's muddy and the, the trees start to change it's just it's stunning like I, I was just so blown away um yeah in that same moment of just wanting to kind of soak everything in and just absorb the world and look at it because it's just it's incredible it's mind-blowing yeah like the rocks sticking out of the snow as it starts to thin and just the entire like landscape looks affected by the actual like um like weather environment so like the trees are some of them are broken as if it you know mm -hmm. it's like super windy or yeah it's really beaten it looks real looks real I sent a thing out on my social media, which was not a lie, saying before you leave the snowy section, I had genuinely shed tears twice. And it wasn't because of, yeah, emotive storytelling, it wasn't because of anything bad happening, or them trying to, like, you know, claw at, claw at your heartstrings. It was just because of the majesty of it, coupled with that music. Like, when you're in that wagon, you know, and your, your, your wheel breaks. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. scope around you, the vista, and then those, there's this sort of choral singing going on, and it's just so fucking That's beautiful. That's right. Yeah, just Justin and like I were talking about up. that bit. Justin and I were talking about that bit the other day, and the moment where they turn around and the the uh, Native American guys are up on the hill, and oh. it's just like yeah. immediately sort of gives it this big sort of scope. Um, the mood and the scope and the music and 
and it, I mean, it's always just this thing of like saying, look, graphics shouldn't make a game, but it's so hard <laughs> in this game to like because when you're combining that with mood and design, it's it's just you're so I've never been more enveloped in a world, and I've never like you say you believe those transitions as well. It's always an inherent problem with video games is how do you get from this landscape to this landscape to this landscape and mm-hmm. this game feels organic and natural constantly. I think, I think what like Rockstar noticed and I think what they like definitely put a lot of time into was like the environment's a character like where you transition yeah. from a place to another like each has its own characteristics so it, it makes you feel really involved in it because like it reacts and it changes and yeah like yeah. when your wheel falls off and just the I was watching the stupid metal tin roll into the water and I was like, oh shit, we got to grab that. Yeah. And it doesn't like float like down the stream or anything, but still it was just like, man, the water looked refreshing. I could feel like, oh, it's probably really cold and yeah. you know, it's this, super uh, early. Like, was, yeah. So in the, uh, our hundredth episode, when we were talking about Odyssey, I prematurely gave that my 2018 water of the year award. But uh, <laughs> the Red Dead Two water is, yeah, is like Justin good. said, you can feel it, and that's actually, and that's the other thing is like the thing I've noticed in this, even just in the sensitivity uh, of the controls, is that you you feel the weight of everything, like unlike any other game I've played before. Like I feel the weight of when he's wearing the winter clothes and how that makes the character move. I feel the weight of like trudging through the snow or, or walking through mud. Like there's just a real you can just really feel uh, the weight of everything around you or the environment. And it's just, um, yeah, I've never had that before. And actually the only one kind of time I've com- uh, that I was trying to think of like, what was something where I could really feel the ground beneath me? And actually the one game that came to mind for me was, was the Mad Max game. The, the, the effect of walking through, yeah, it's a big surprise, but like I thought they did that really well of like how you felt the sand and earth beneath you. There was like a similar... yeah sensitivity not no, no, similar to quality of game but just similar like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i okay so i this is my first i was gonna like glow about the game a bit before i started poking my problems into it um but if we're bringing them up organically i'm gonna start doing it so this is where Do i'm it. gonna bring up one of my first devil advocate moments which is yeah you're absolutely right you can feel the weight in this game of the environment around you and the character and the horses and all this stuff and I keep struggling with the things this game has introduced because here's the thing this game is incredibly impassioned about realism it's like yeah. we want everything to feel real and we want you to really feel like you're in this environment and then there are certain places though where it decides fuck that which I feel there is like a juxtaposition here of ideals which doesn't always work for me um, but one, but even when it does work and they are just going to fall on serious the reason why games aren't always completely realistic is because they're not as much fun and there's always this balance of games of like when do you do the fun and when do you do the realism and trying to make that work you know um and the weight in this game so when you're getting arthur yeah like to get him running or when he's in a camp and he has to walk slow uh (laughs) to get your horse running even when you get the faster horses later i get really fucking frustrated i'm just like yes get moving yeah I'm like fuck dude why are you just like power walking like sprint, sprint why are you now? jasoning everywhere yeah. just i want you to get a little oh. bit quicker and i also, get is my the game horse is like top speed 
I know, and I, I get the game is like, no, no, we want you to, you know, you would act like this around these people, otherwise these people would freak out. I get that. But this is the problem that Rockstar used to have with Grand Theft Auto, was we want to tell you a narrative story that makes you feel things. Now, Grand Theft Auto is always, you know, going to be... It is a slightly different, you know, part of Rockstar team, even though they all collaborate on these games. Um, so they do a slightly different vision. To Rock, uh, Red Dead's always been a bit more serious. Um, but the problem they've always had... You remember we used to talk about this from, like, Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice, San Andreas, 4, and then they finally pretty much nailed it with 5 is how do you balance, here's an open world, do what you want, with, we have a very strict story that we want you to, to tell you, and we want to tell it to you how we want to tell it to you. And I don't want to spoil my overall feelings on the game so far, and I've still got a long way to go, and I love this game, don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong, I fucking love this game so much. He hates but the for game! Me, <laughs> hey, you have a problem with this game? For me, this game is the Grand Theft Auto 4 of Red Dead Redemptions. Ooh. Um, it Ooh. is the game. Ouch. Well, no, I loved Grand Theft Auto 4. Like, that was one of, like, I think my second favorite game of that year. And it was very high rating. Cause he's, but my criticism of it was they're trying to tell me Bellic's story and they want me to be involved with that. But then they're also saying, go do what you want. And those two things don't gel together very well. Um, and this does it better than Grand Theft Auto 4. But it doesn't do it as well as Grand Theft Auto V, where they really came up with great solutions for how to allow me to do that. And this is like, yeah, if, if, if I can't, you know, if I want to get to that little bit, I have to slow down because I want the story to do this. But then they're letting me do what I want in other places. They have this huge interactive thing where they're like so proud of where we've changed how open world games are played in terms of you can talk and react to everyone around you which you can, and it feels way more immersive than any open world game I've played. But what that really boils down to for me so far, to the point where yesterday I was like, am I playing this game wrong? And I had to go online to see, am I doing this game wrong? Because what it boiled down to me was like, I walk by people and I can go, hello, and they'll go, hello, or I can rob them. <laughs> Those are basically my two options. And then if I stand near people for too long, just because I'm enjoying a vista, or I'm trying to like sort out something in my knapsack or whatever, then people just start going, what the fuck? And they start freaking out and occasionally whip out a gun and shoot me because I'm looking like I'm a creepy stalker or something like that. Those are basically the realms. And the problem is, is that that feels great. It feels more interactive, but it doesn't really feel great because the hello or robbing them doesn't really add much to the game, to be honest for me, other than a good feeling again of immersion. Uh, but gameplay wise, it doesn't really add anything. And then how much people freak out around me is like, well, you're not allowing me to play the game. It's like, I sent you a text very early, Alex, where I was like, I just want to loot things. And people mm. don't let me. People are shouting at me all the time because they're like, no, come and get in the story. And a problem with merging open world with story is if you make that too realistic, yeah, people lose patience with you. Because like, any other game, it's like, no, okay, we've finished this mission. Go and do the stuff you want to. Then get on board with the story again. But when you've got characters around you and characters waiting for you and characters are interacting with you realistically, they get pissed with you because they're like, "Why are you doing that right now? Come and do what we want you to do." And in my mm. head, that feels like Rockstar saying to me, "No, we want to tell you the story. Come and be a part of that." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I want to just, you know, skin this little rat thing and pick up some money from this dude that I killed." And then the cops are like turning up and shooting at me, and it turns into this whole fucking thing. To to um, counter to counter that slightly, there are I, I don't think it's every mission, but I have encountered some missions where yeah. wanting to do that um and having 
uh, other gang members get impatient. But then at the end of the mission, them going like, so John, you're going to come back to the camp with us? And he's like, and you can choose. And he's like, no, yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to stay here. And then it's like, then you can loot the shit out of everything. Yeah. But I think it should all be like that. Like, that's my promise. Like I feel there's a mixture of what they want to do with the game again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't, I was hoping that this would be a step beyond Grand Theft Auto V. Um, and I think it is in many, many ways. But I think in narrative storytelling, in some ways, it's a step b- before Grand Theft Auto V. In that we're, they are back to being a little bit confused with what's most important to Rockstar. Is it the story or is it the open world? Because they don't jive that great for me. And another problem for me is what I was worried was going to be a problem, which is the camp. Um, I haven't moved camp yet. But you're constantly rubber banding to this camp. Now, part of that's just a personal thing for me, which is I don't want to be around these people. I don't want. I don't want to keep checking in. I don't want to upgrade my fucking camp. It was the same problem I had with Fallout 4. Only here, it's much more severe. I don't want to do those things. I just want to go off on my own um, and have my own like private little story. And it's fighting against that the whole time, constantly. Um, and. Yeah, most of that is just a personal preference. I think for a lot of people, they might love it. I think the way to do the camp story is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. But it just doesn't... It's not what I want out of Red Dead game. And so far, the story, I think, is voice acted better, written better. But I don't like the story anywhere near as much as I did Red Dead Redemption 1 um, at this point. Yeah, the the camp thing is kind of interesting for me in that... Um I, I've been I've I've been upgrading it and whatnot, but I'm still not entirely sure, like how much I meant to contribute to it, what I meant to, why like why that's useful for the camp. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are the consequences if if I don't like? Yeah, because um, it explains nothing to you this game, which I respect in some ways, but in other ways it's like, oh, if you just told me that one thing. Yeah, so I'm I'm still not sure about that, and and I mean I've I've. There are moments when I've just gone out and I've ridden and just camped out in the open and explored and really enjoyed that. And then I've just enjoyed the kind of details of coming back to the camp and someone in the camp like walking up to me and being like, you were gone a few days there, John. And it's just like, it's like, oh, that's fucking cool. Or like noticing that I've got blood all over me, either from killing a gang or yeah, yeah, from yeah. hunting. And they're like, geez, John, you need to, uh, I think you need to change your clothes. I think there's one woman who came up to me. I forgot which character. And she's like, John, uh, uh, not John, Arthur, you um, uh, you haven't showered in days. Come with me. And she like takes you off and forces mm-hmm. you to wash. And I like those little details and like the, 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 the idea of the camp and what's happening around it is definitely, it, it is cool, but it's sort of, it's hard to understand exactly its benefits, I guess, for you and the mean- gameplay. Yeah, for instance, one of those is like you say when you're upgrading. You up, if you upgrade the camp, um, like itself, like people's tents. The second one you can do is Arthur's actual tent, and then that unlocks fast travel for you. But even when you do that, it doesn't tell you. Like you have to go right, to the map uh, and check that. it. You know, right? Like there's just like it doesn't tell you any of this stuff, which is just like okay. Again, I like that it's not being too gamey about it, but you could maybe just have someone say something in context with the world to let you know a little bit. Mm. Uh, but everything you're saying I love but it's all about immersion it's like again for me this is the best game ever made for immersion in a world because the world is so beautiful the sound design is beautiful the characters interact with you in a real way transition of environments it's so immersive and that's really what I go to a game for so I love it 
love it yeah however my gameplay loop at the moment is me going am i missing what i'm meant to be doing in this game that's my gameplay loop at the moment because they keep pushing me into stuff i don't really want to do and i'm exploring it like just sitting in that tent you know sitting in your little tent with your fire i love it i love those moments so much but when i really come down to what i'm trying to do i'm writing for ages some people have a problem with that i don't i really enjoy the writing for ages however me too i don't find i don't know i don't know i'm asking you guys because i want to know what your gameplay loop is because i feel like i'm missing something in this world because you see those little plumes of smoke i know okay that's telling me there's something there i can interact with there might be a little side mission or whatever they're better than other games in terms of they're written better they're more interactive people are like keep building their houses and fun stuff like that but the the game like the missions are basically age-old games you know it's basically go fetch me this thing you know, it's just like yeah. basic fetch quest and basic like simple old things. Uh, occasionally, very occasionally, someone shouts at me while I'm riding my horse and I'll go and see who they are and they might have a little thing. But, and then I can go, you know, and do some hunting. But I don't like ride and see anything. Unlike a Breath of the Wild, for instance, or even a Fallout, I don't like ride and see a house and go, oh, I should check that out because the game's so realistic. I know if I check that out, I'm in trouble because <laughs> someone's going <laughs> to yeah. shout at me for yeah. checking out their house because it's too realistic so i'm not exploring that much because i don't i haven't yet benefited from exploring in the game so that's my question to you guys is like what what gameplay loops are you getting out of actually exploring other than it's beautiful and it feels great um yeah I, you guys <clears throat> i've been uh finding random people and talking to them and some sometimes they're like hey and they actually offer me some random thing. I'm like, oh, you didn't even have like a question mark or said anything. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just I found I went exploring. I saw a house after I did like this little mission. And I went, climbed down the mountain and I went to it and I was like, oh, wonder whose house this is. And I walked inside and there was no one. It was just a cult of like dead bodies. And oh, there was yeah. a letter. I saw that. And I, yeah, yeah. And I picked up the letter and I read and I was like, what the shit? Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, that was cool. Also, like, even, um, like, when I run into people, sometimes people give you, like, random information. Um, mm-hmm. It's, like, very hit or miss, which was kind of what I've been enjoying. Um, I haven't ventured too, too far because I'm doing all those, like, mini side quests and just kind of uh, trying to find money to upgrade my camp, which I I like that aspect because when I come back, people talk to me and like, I feel like it's a slow burn to open up the dialogue tree, but you're getting more and more information about each character. And it's kind of like another story with the camp, like learning about like Tilly and Karen and all the, all the little bits there. And like, I don't see Micah anywhere, which is kind of interesting. And I'm like, who's this shady dude? Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Pregnant pause. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah uh for me i so like i was saying i was i was uh deep into playing odyssey which i've been really enjoying but the thing with that is as much as i enjoy the narrative and the beauty of that game it's still an assassin's creed game so every mission is um a harder version basically of the previous mission you're doing all the same things um um so coming into this, it, I think, first of all, it was just refreshing to go back to a Rockstar game because they have always entwined um, 
their narratives and the gameplay missions and the gameplay itself so well that it, it doesn't feel for me super repetitive just because it's so like the, the 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 story and the narrative is like continuing for you throughout the mission so that was like a really refreshing leap um and i and i completely understand what you mean now of like i think there is a balance here of of like them wanting to pull you into the story but also wanting to make it an open world thing so there's been moments where i've been trying to explore as much as possible but then feeling uncertain of like oh should i keep exploring or should i go back to a mission um but then also really wanting to take my time with the game so like yesterday i played a bunch and i think i'm on the brink of the camp moving again and i was like oh my god i've, I've moved through it too fast and then that that's kind of like freaked me out a bit um um yeah, I checked my status last night and it said I was at like 17.5%. I was like, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> That's impossible because yeah, like that's... I've done nothing in the map. Like I literally just got on a train for the first time that took mm -hmm. me out to the docks because I was like, I want to just go to a completely different part of this map, um, which is great. And that's where I'm about to like continue from. But yeah, like looking at that, sorry not to interrupt you, but just with the percentages, it was just like, I can't be 17.5% through the story. Like I just can't be. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah um but then also i think i've had a very similar experience to Justin in that this is such an immersive world um and i do i have felt that i've kind of stumbled across things or people um in ways that have surprised me because i have i have come across like the question mark side missions just writing like seeing it pop up on my map and i've gone oh cool i'll go speak to that person um and and sort of follow that lead for a while but yeah i also had that experience of people coming up and being like hey mister hey mister and like you engage in a conversation um and and either they give you a clue to something else or you strike up a friendship and and my hope like i i, I struck up a friendship with this civil war veteran who had lost an arm um and he was telling me all he wanted was a friend and like he he gave me a hug and and it kind of ended there and i'm really hoping that there's like a continued payoff to that like they sort of said like if you interact with the world like it could come back later mm -hmm. so i'm really like keeping my fingers crossed that little things like that have paid off you're gonna wake up and he's just spooning you in your tent one night <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah exactly a real friend <laughs> but then also like uh what chester was saying the the story that develops and sort of um unravels in the camp with your interactions with different people um and what they want from you whether it's coming up to you and being like hey uh, arthur you know when you when you're out can you see and can you find me this or one of the girls tilly was like oh there's something sketchy happening at the doctor's office and i went down and then like it became this big robbery thing and those little surprises are really interesting i really like um and I'm liking the pace of the game. I'm loving the slow burn. I'm loving the sense of like, we'll make you ride out really far. And if it's just going to be slow, like for me at this point in time, it's just like, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you find yourself throwing on the long rides back or just anywhere you throw the camera into cinematic mode? Yeah. yeah it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I, 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 I um, enjoy the the camp thing a lot because i've got it's it just like the interactions that he has with everyone's so different like 
the interactions I have with Mary Beth right now, I'm like, is there a romance? Because the way they talk to each other is so different how he talks to other people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, he talks about how, like, my, or like, are you enjoying yourself? Like, she must be sort of new to the gang um, because he's just like, you you probably want to run off or whatever. Like, you're too, like, too good for for the gang or something and mm-hmm. when he talks to john john's just like what are you staring at arthur yeah i'm like, loving the yeah <clears throat> so to, to kind of rewind a little bit to that first chapter um where where we're sort of reintroduced to john marsden pretty quickly and i think that's a really great kind of play by rockstar of sort of bringing mm-hmm. someone in very in familiar way. Um, making you realize that okay he's going to be actually a big part of this narrative i think it w- people were sort of unsure in the trailers and the build-up if if john was just going to sort of going to be a background member of the gang that you occasionally interact with but they bring him in straight away and i think it's like okay like this is the only issue i had with that was that john is so likable and like you're saying how the narrative of of the first red dead is so strong and he's such a you're 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 on his side the whole way through Mm -hmm. that it was like seeing him right away as much as it was like ah cool like they're going to connect these worlds he's going to be a big part of the narrative it made it much more difficult for me to connect and engage with arthur right away because i also couldn't i couldn't differentiate his voice and i wasn't used to it and it was like there's john and john's so likable and i know you're constantly like oh there's that guy i love right next to him (laughs) (laughs) i used to be him (laughs) exactly exactly Um, well okay let's get arthur in a second uh, because i do want to talk about arthur but um just to touch on a couple of things you said yeah once again with the camp stuff i think they do it brilliantly for the most part like i think the rubber banding of yeah the, the juxtaposition of open world with story doesn't work all the time but in terms of again immersion fantastic with the with the camp it's just not for me it's not what i want out of a red dead yeah. game that's so that's just a personal thing that i was worried about before the game came out and i have had cemented um, um but you brought up odyssey alex i think something interesting with odyssey that i was listening to these podcasts talk about is how that's the only open world game so far to adapt after breath of the wild because uh, breath of the wild comes out yep. and everyone's like well how can you do an open world game now because you can climb anything in breath of the wild and then you can fly off of anything in breath of the wild you can't fly off of anything really in assassin's creed but you can sort of jump off of most things mm-hmm. um but you can climb almost anything in the odyssey like they do this very good job of making that work in a more realistic environment what's it like for you guys going backwards really with this game because again it's realism and the realism of this game is i'm riding my horse and i hit a rock and we just go fucking flying and yeah. i want to climb up a mountain i can't you're just going to keep sliding down on it and die um people ride out in front of me and i just catapult over them constantly like you, this is a realistic world and again i feel that's at odds with having fun which i'm not a you know i don't think it's bad necessarily because i love just having that immersion but it does feel weird to me now when I get to something I'm like, oh, I want to go up and explore up there. And the game's like, no, you can't. Yeah. I had a moment like that yesterday where I, I was already aware. It's like, okay, well, this isn't going to be like Assassin's where I am going to be able to climb everything. But obviously there is a mechanic that you can kind of climb up ledges and stuff. But I was, yeah, there was a rock face. And I, and I thought there was a ledge that I would be able to grab. Um and he and he couldn't and he didn't jump and i was like oh man that kind of that kind of sucks because that because i the choice i thought that that choice was available to me because it looked like a realistic ledge for him to grab 
and yeah. pull himself up to. Um, so that was like the only moment of that sort of being kind of jarring. Um, I've had that a few times actually, and I've actually had quite a, quite a few glitches with him when I'm trying to do that stuff, where he kind of mm-hmm. like is half in and out of the mountain and just like you know weird stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but. but yeah, and also the horse, like, yeah, like in Assassin's Creed, I think with your horse, if you do go off a cliff, like if it's really high, the horse will collapse. Um, but generally it'll jump and kind of land and keep riding. But yeah, I, I was going at full gallop yesterday or the day before and didn't realize there was a drop. It was just a tiny mm-hmm. drop, maybe a few feet. Yeah. And yeah, just the horse went flying and landed on Arthur. And uh, I think it killed me right away. Yeah, it would do though. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, whoa, wasn't I expecting keep- that. I keep worrying that my horse is going to, like, break its leg when we sometimes... Because yeah. we, like, were kind of a nice little pace. And then it jumped over this one rock, but there was, like, another rock that was kind of, like, uneven. And it ate shit on it. And it tossed me, and the horse, like, totally rolled. And I was like, oh, shit, is my horse dead? And it was it was fine, but it was just like, oh, jeez. Like, and then there was one with the, the little ditch or, like, ravine. We jumped into it, and the horse, like, totally biffed it. And, like eat crap i was like dude ah um but i think the the one of the best experience i've had while riding was like i was full speed like coming back to the to the camp going through like the forest and i wasn't really on the path i was like oh shit i was like oh whatever and all of a sudden i just like whoop got clotheslined by a tree branch it was hilarious <laughs> yeah, like yeah. my hat flew off <laughs> ate shit i was like oh damn i was like that's awesome that's so good like, yeah, I gave and up I just, keeping my hat a long time ago. I kept uh, like being in firefights and just picking it up, and eventually I was like, "No, I'm hatless for this game because I can't deal with this." <laughs> yeah, I, I thought like the first time I lost my hat, I was like, "Oh, that's it, goodbye, goodbye hat." But then I realized it's like stored either in your chest at yeah. the camp or on your yes. horse. But I just can't uh, be bothered, and I like his hair. It's nice. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been putting the pomade in it and slicking it back. Did you really? Uh, yeah, so just letting it grow. It I'm just letting I'm a, it grow. I'm a wild man. I've got this <laughs> yeah. shaggy hair. I don't know how to bathe. That's like my thing. I'm trying just to go, figure out. Go to the um if you're in Valentine, there's a oh, like there's a, hotel. a hotel there where you can bathe. So which actually you lead me on to something else. Oh, I didn't which know is a thing. Yeah, that's great. There's a little bathhouse there. I, I do. I spend forced, most I got, of the time. Yeah, I got forced to bathe at the camp. Yeah, the every every time I'm muddy, I just keep going and get a bath to the, to the deal where I'm OCD with it. <laughs> so I, like, I walk out of... I literally last night walked out of having a bath going, I did that mini game well. And then someone rode into me and pushed me into the mud. I was like, God <laughs> damn it. And I just walked straight back into the bathhouse again. Because <laughs> yeah, my Arthur has like spots where i'm like oh you, you clearly need to bathe i love i love that though like after a long ride you can see yeah. like where the all horse has flicked mud and like yeah all the stuff on your yeah. face oh, but that, I, that leads me into relationship because you were talking justin about the girl in the camp you're like is there a romance here and all this stuff and like having a bath so when okay minor spoilers here for when you're having a bath but when you're having a bath you tap the buttons to clean yourself and then uh you'll get a knock at the door and then you'll hear a sexy lady voice going do you need some help with that and then you can pay like 50 cents more and a girl will come in and basically rub you down. Not like that, but almost. She's like reaching through under the bath between your legs at one point, but it's not meant to be that. It's just kind of, you know, flirting with it. And then she leans in with her like big breasts in your face and all this stuff. And they're being very just like, you know, very suggestive <laughs> about it. Yeah, suggestive. But what's weird about this game 
And again, my complaint isn't that it's not in the game. The complaint is that this is weird considering it's peers and considering the realism of this game. This is a game trying to do realism. There is no sex in this game. Like, there's no, you can't have relationships, whether it's with other people or with, uh, unless it's part of the inbuilt story. You can't just go find people, you know, fall in love with someone, have sex with them. Um, and you can't even visit, you know, courtesans or prostitutes or brothels or whatever. And you'll see them and they'll try and court you, but you yeah. can't. And it's not something that you need to level up for. It's not something that like, and what's weird about that is in all the GTA games, obviously they're infamous for that stuff for better or worse. But nowadays you play Odyssey and there's a lot of <laughs> She's relations. sleeping with everyone. She's like, yeah. you play Mass Effect, you play The Witcher, you play any of these open world games, it's like, no, that's part of it. Um, you don't necessarily need to show it, it doesn't need to be about being perverse, but it's about your character relating to the world around them. In this day and age, he would be fucking sleeping with some of those brothel girls, you know? Like, or he'd be falling in love with someone somewhere and, you know, like having a fling or whatever. And none of that's in the game. And I don't mm -hmm. understand. I don't understand why that's not in the game. Because it's such a oh. weird thing. No, I don't like this game. I don't like it at all. I'm, <laughs> I'm all about romance. But isn't that weird? Like in this day and age, like every open world peer has relations in some form. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, I, that's... I remember being um, when I was in one of the saloons, like going up and greeting the different women. Like you were saying, they were like, hey, you want to you have a good time or whatever? And then it not working with one. I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's I've got to choose another girl. And then, yeah, just being very surprised as well, being like... Rockstar have always included mm -hmm. sort of sex or romance. It's weird to kind of to yeah, not have that. Even if you just have like you know, you go in a closed door and then you come out getting buttoning your shirt back up. Like you don't need to see it or have a mini yeah. game like Fahrenheit or anything. <laughs> but it's just weird to like omit that from mm. the game because again, I'm like, and and this is what I mean. It's like there's not loads of it, but there's these little bits here and there where I'm like, you're really fighting for realism, but then you're not in other places, and I don't understand why you're not in other places. Um, so you may be jumping to this anyway, but one thing that I want to talk about that I'm still kind of getting my head around um, is the health system with mm. the stamina, the, the, your health uh, and the dead eye and then like having the core health and then the bar around the core health yep. and, and I'm still not 100% <laughs> I, I still haven't really figured that out. I just know that yeah. the bars have to be filled. I and then there's either. like I And then there's like things that fill the cores, but then the outside, there's other things. Yeah, yeah I see him get tired when he's not eaten. Because so, this is another thing, which again, with realism in this game, which in San Andreas, they were doing it with Grand Theft Auto, and then they realized, oh, realism wasn't quite as fun. So they took it out. Because um, you used to get fat or thin, depending on what you ate. You could go to the gym, you could do all this stuff. You know, depending on how much you ran, you'd lose weight in San Andreas. This mm -hmm. game's very much like that. It is like, yeah, if you don't eat, you will get thinner. Um, and if you eat too much, you will get fatter, and it affects everything about you. Um, I keep forgetting about that, and then I'm like, oh shit, I should be eating something. There's a sim survival element to this game, mm -hmm. which is kind of half there and half not there. And it stresses me out a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. Because I was like, if every time I go out, say if I'm camping overnight, or I'll cook something and eat it. When I get back to camp, I'll, I'll have some stew or some coffee. And I was like, I'm eating pretty regularly. And then I checked my player stats and it was like underweight. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, that, he's a big dude. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I feel the same as you. I was like feeling a little stressed of like, okay, well, what are the 
consequences of that? Is it going to really affect the gameplay? Yeah, if I don't play? eat anything, what happens? Yeah. You know? Um, because that's kind of how I'm playing it. Is just... I just want to play it. Because, because again, I don't mind it being that survivally, but then that's a different game than the story game. Yeah. And, and then you suddenly have out of nowhere, and this was the moment where I texted you, uh, yeah, which I think Justin was alluding to maybe just before the podcast, is this bar scene, which I don't want to get into real spoilers for it because it is in chapter two. Um, but the sheer joy I had, because I'm playing the game, I'm loving, so just to be clear, chapter one, I'm all in. I'm like, this isn't what I want necessarily with the group, but I fucking love it. It's done so well. The story's handled so beautifully. Transitions are fantastic. Then it gets to the point where, oh, you can go and do whatever you want, sort of. Um, and I started to, and I was like, oh, I'm a bit lost. I don't really know what I should be doing. Or it hasn't introduced game mechanics really to me in terms of I know, should I be exploring all these houses? Or should I be, you know, going off wherever? Or should I be whatever? And I don't have that many missions on my dock. It's like I look and there's like two things that I could do. I'm like, okay. Uh, and I'm used to in a game, you're looking at there's like 20 things and you're like, all right, I've got to manage what, how I'm doing all these things. So I was a bit getting to, okay, this is going to be slow paced and I need to investigate what exactly is this game. And I don't know if the story and the open world are merging that well for me. And then suddenly out of nowhere, I get asked to go for a drink with someone and I go for a drink with them in the bar in Valentine. And you get this incredible, incredible montage bunch oh, of scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That of you guys just getting drunk and the shenanigans you get up to and I was literally and I don't laugh out loud very often I hate humour uh, but I don't He's laugh humorless. at games I do not laugh out loud at games I was killing myself like it was so fucking brilliant the timing yeah. was so good and I was like this is my problem with Rockstar is like when they're telling a story god damn they can fucking tell a story you know they can do great humour and great emotional like feelings when they're doing open world fucking love the open worlds they're so immersive I, some i feel more encouraged to explore than others this one i'm feeling less encouraged to explore than yeah for sure than a breath of the wild or something um however then it gets out of that and i'm back into sort of the dreary sort of realism which again i love in a different way but those two things just don't jive that well with me if you know what i mean it's like yeah. they're just not meshing a great but that when you get these little pockets these little scenes like that of joy and mm-hmm. imagination and you know creativity i'm just like wow that's so cool and i will say another bar scene uh is the big classic sort of western bar fight which leads to a yeah. big punch up outside that is fucking stunning yeah just visually with the yeah, mud yeah. um one thing i was just thinking of just then was uh i was sort of i mentioned before coming from odyssey liking the immersion of uh, of the narrative with the gameplay in missions that, that Rockstar do compared to to uh, Assassin's Creed. One thing, however, that I, I that I do appreciate about those Assassin's Creed games coming into this is that the thing I like is that I can go and explore. I can, I can go and accept a ton of missions, but just have them sort of all pile up in a list, mm-hmm. and I can choose what to track. And that is something that I've wanted to do. I found myself wanting to do in this, but Rockstar obviously don't tell their stories that way, where it's like, oh, I'd like to at least start the mission, get the information of what we need to do, but then like put it on the back burner. I'll do this later. No. Because yeah, I kept looking in my things of like, can I just not find my missions in, you know, in my menu system? But there's no menu system. Yeah. 
So and no. actually, that that seems also that's also something that I'm I'm still getting used to. Where, um, coming from Odyssey, where you 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 can open your map up right away, and then scroll across to your different menus. Like here, going back to what it was like in the first Red Dead, seems a bit dated to me. Of like going to a menu screen and then having to select map. Do you know what I mean? Like having all those so steps. You, there, but this is what I mean. There's a shortcut to that and they don't fucking tell you. Oh, so right. if you hit the button, if you're playing Xbox, um, what used to be the start button, I don't know what you call it now, the three lines mm-hmm. uh, that option. takes you. Yeah, option. If you hold that button down rather than pressing it, it will take you straight to the map. Yeah. Well, I but didn't they don't, know that. But they don't tell you this fucking stuff. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like, come on, guys. Because right. yeah, I was in the same as you, and then I looked it up. I was like, "Is it really no fucking shortcut to my map?" Uh, but I was I actually, just, I held sorry. down the button just to see what it did, and then the map came up, and I was like, "Oh, well, yeah. that's good." Ah, uh, great. <laughs> but that's I found good myself pausing and then opening the map. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so how yeah, we did we brushed on Arthur before? Let's talk about Arthur then, because yeah, we're playing a new protagonist. You're playing alongside in parts John Marston as well, who clearly played this before. Um, I was worried about this from the trailers. Arthur seemed like a bit of a dick. He didn't seem that smart. I'm happy to say, for me, I love him. I love the voice acting. I love mm-hmm. him as a character. I think he's got a great, nuanced heart, even if he's not necessarily the brightest. He's not as smart as John Marston. Um, however, again, if I am really 17.5% through the story, his story is not interesting me much yet. Because I think, again, to go back to one of my problems and everything, I don't really know what I'm hoping for. It's like with John Marston, like with any good story, as an audience, you should you should be aware of where you think the story is going, and then you should hope for something to happen, um, and then it either defies that or you know plays into that or twists that. With this, I don't have no idea what really I'm hoping to happen. Like we obviously know from playing Red Dead Redemption One, and for those who haven't, won't spoil it, but where some elements of characters' story is going to go. But I don't know what I'm waiting for. I don't know really what I'm hoping for with this game whereas with John Marston I was immediately like god man when I think of the beginning of that and you're at that ranch and you're on his own and he's building his way back up again and then he's going to like tackle the gang and you immediately know oh this is a revenge tale this is like he's fucking to take these people down um and I'm immediately aware with that game of this is what the game's about and then other stuff starts to interfere with that with this game it's about living on a rock at the moment (laughs) with a group of people (laughs) Um, who don't want to play cards with me, which pisses me off because I want to play some poker with them. Mm. And I don't know what I'm hoping for. So that's my problem with Arthur right now. Is like, I love him as a character, but I have no real personal attachment to his story yet. For sure. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, this has, as we touched on before, the opening is is is, is stunning. It looks great. Um, but, and, and you know, and we're made aware that there was some botched robbery in Blackwater on the ferry. And that's not a huge spoiler. Um, but that's the, that's the initial premise. And it's like, they had to flee. But I feel like, yeah, the arc, the beginning of the arc for John Marsden in Red Dead 1 was just so clear of like, the FBI are on his back. He wants to lead a normal life. But if he's going to do that, the condition is he has to go and kill every gang member. Um, and the first time you try and do that, he gets shot. And it's like, cool like i know exactly his objective and i know it's going to happen but i know that this is going to be like a crazy rocky road it's not going to be simple yeah whereas this it is definitely a slow burn as to okay well what are 
what are Arthur's intentions? Is he, you know, what does he really want from this? Because at the moment, he's just sort of like a compliant sort of lieutenant to Dutch. And it's yeah. sort of like, okay, well, they, they just want to keep the gang together. They're kind of moving slowly through this world. And maybe they're going to go back and get their loot from the failed robbery. But it's it's definitely doesn't have as much sort of like, yeah, totally agree with you. you, you it's hard to kind of have a clearer view as a player or as an audience member of like, okay, well, this is where it's going to, this is where he's going at least. Um, but I, I definitely struggled initially to to sort of engage and connect with Arthur. I, I wasn't used to his voice and, and especially in those beginning bits where the whole gang is riding together, I was kind of getting lost as to like, oh, is that, is he speaking now or is it another, like who's speaking? I wasn't, I wasn't entirely mm-hmm. sure. Um, but as the games progressed, I've, I've, yeah, I've really grown to, to love him and certainly appreciate him. And there is a sort of, there, there is a ruggedness and there, there's still, there's still a lot sort of encasing him of not really knowing his intentions or if he's good or if he's bad. I mean, you can, you can choose certain options to, to reveal that, but it's just like, I, I'm enjoying as well, I guess, that kind of mystery. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Justin, how do you feel about Arthur? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, when the, when the game first started, <laughs> You know, I couldn't tell who was who. Um, but it took me a bit to get used to his voice because um, I was used to, like, other, like everyone else, vo- every other person's voice isn't, it's like coldish or standoffish. Um, so, like, they're kind of like a higher registry. Um, but after a little bit, I was like, oh, okay. I, I'm used to his voice now. And um, you get more of a vibe of, like, he's a very loyal person. Yeah, um, absolutely. <clears throat> and I think that's like carries over into I guess the overall theme which is like this loyalty and you could tell that he just has been in it for so long but it's his family and he just wants something be- better him and uh, Jose or Jose um cuz they started to do their own thing which isn't a spoiler, you know, like in Blackwater and then Dutch and Micah ended up wanting to do that boat thing, but um yeah, there's like through the conversations that you have with everyone, you get a little bit more of a understanding of Arthur. Like he talks about when you do a mission, he mentions something like, "Oh, if you the ladies weren't here, I might have just robbed them." <laughs> and you're like, "Wait, is that a for real thing? Or are you telling a joke?" Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and um, yeah, I I like him. He's definitely different than john like you know john was more like hey i just want to live a good honest life and but when i got john in this one and you know hearing the back story between or the information that's given to you between like what john did and how him and arthur like how they're sort of in a way i guess through the gang or i have they're kind of like brothers in a way yeah um and there's this sort of weirdness that's between them um it makes it easier to not just be like oh i love john like no one else is as good as john it makes me go like oh this is who john was beforehand which makes me appreciate like the first one yeah the first one to be like oh that's what you changed from and um and arthur's character is kind of like 
the I feel like the thing that got us to the John that we all love. So it's kind of interesting yeah. seeing where characteristics of things come from. Because like in a way, from what I've gone and what I've played is like Arthur kind of rubs off a little on everyone. Like they all ask him for something, or they're <laughs> kind of just he's always there for them. Yeah. I think you find Rockstar won't allow that in this game, but yeah. So uh, rub off <laughs> no, um, one thing I will say, off. yeah, it's like I um, I also really like yeah where they have dropped us in in as far as the gang and their life in the sense of you know you get these clues that that Dutch's intentions of of creating this gang was like it sort of had these almost sort of like socialist ideals of we're going to be we're not going to be held account like accountable to the government or these sort of ways mm-hmm. of how they want us to live we're going to have this sort of like community where we look out for each other um where we support each other everyone chips in we're all equal yes we might not do it in sort of um ethical way. or moral or legal ways but but it's like that but so we know that that's the kind of um nebulous of the of the gang but they've dropped us in at a point where that itself is starting to shift and, and fracture and break and where you're seeing Dutch become more kind of slightly more uh, um, like aggressive and outlawish and, and kind of like the Dutch we see in Red Dead. And then you've got people like Arthur and Hosea who have been in the gang the whole time and particularly like Hosea who's like well that's not how I want to live like I thought we we're gonna ha- just do this yeah. last heist and live a better life and and I and I'm liking that I'm like that that's where they're throwing us in where there's like these sort of fractures starting to happen because I think it also does help then and then you have that kind of history and tension between John and Arthur and it's like ah like you're saying Justin it's like oh now we can see John as he is now but it's like for him you can sort of see where it's it's definitely going but again that's kind of my problem is like i love i'm really in with arthur i think he's great um and i love this dynamic that we're talking about but the game starts and i feel like oh we're on the run you know something bad has happened we're on the run and i have a good urgency and i'm like okay this is what this game's going to be about and then it's not for a long period of time and maybe it will get to that again later for me i don't know um but at the moment yeah it's the stuff you're talking about where it's like well we know because of this from red dead and we know john and we know like dutch and we know all Mm. these elements it's like okay but what if you haven't played red dead the first one you know it's like what if you don't have an attachment to any of these characters you know that those should be asides of well we're also getting this nice we're being informed of things isn't that a nice almost easter egg but the story shouldn't be about that just you know it should be hold up on its own and that's kind of my thing right now it's like i don't know what even what this story is i don't know yet um and maybe I'm just too early, but again, 17%. I feel like I should, I should definitely be set up. All will be revealed in due time. <laughs> but again, with Red Dead, like I was set up immediately. Um, yeah. And there's this inherent thing where sequels in movies are normally playing with the similar things, unless it takes you know place decades later. And they're normally worse. Sequels in games, they're normally better just by default because technology's got better, so they can tell their story better. Um, and I feel every aspect of this world and how they're telling this story is better than Red Dead Redemption 1 other than the story Um, for me there's absolutely no comparison when I look at Red Dead 1 and what happened in that game and I look at this and what happened in this game other than all the technical advancements this is this for me is worse in every other way Um, yeah for me I'm gonna I I feel I want to trust them that it's like that it that it is a slow burner which I think we've been mentioning in the sense of like they're gonna really take their time particularly in these first two chapters of like we'll let you sort of figure it out as you go and we'll really just stretch it out and 
you know, the hope is that that just ramps up and like really starts to kick off. Um, I mean, you know me, you know, I love slow burns. I just need something. I need something. I need a hope of something, you know, I need a dangle of something that I'm interested in. And I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to find out about that. Um, Or I need to be distracted so much that I don't notice. And I'm not being distracted because again, I like the realism of, okay, I'm writing for ages. Maybe three things will pop up that I could sort of interact with uh, unless I really go off the beaten path. Um, But yeah, you're playing Breath of the Wild and in that distance, I would come across 50 things, you know, that I could interact with that do interesting stuff. You could even cut down trees. Yeah, the realism does counteract, you know, some of it. But yeah, still early on. Uh, The last couple of things I want to bring up and maybe you guys got other stuff, but yeah we shouldn't talk forever uh is what was i gonna say yeah one is button mapping rockstar always fuck me over with button mapping and they've done it again by making more and more things you can do and i have many times where i'm playing this game where i'm holding three buttons at the same time that is a big no-no for me (laughs) um drives me crazy yeah that's um (laughs) that feels particularly difficult in the middle of a gun fight when you either want to switch stuff or you want to get a tonic and it's just like i gotta hold all these things Um, i feel there's an easier way to do it and then what really pisses me off is when you put uh connected interactivities and you map them onto the same fucking button like nothing annoys me more in a game than like okay so for instance in this one if you want to uh pick up a pick up something you press x (laughs) if you want to jump you press x the amount of time in this game where I've, like, killed somebody or I've killed an animal and I want to just go over and pick it up and I just jump over the body again and again and again because unless you do it in exactly the right place, <laughs> it's not going to pick it up. I'm like, don't map that to the same fucking button then. Like, come I think on. The other, I think the other day um, I had just hunted a bison and that thing happened and I ended up kicking it and Bethany was sitting next to me and she was like, did you just kick a bison? <laughs> yeah, you could kick the body. I did that too. But yeah, like, we'll Kuh. say, Justin and I were talking about this the other day. The the animations of the, the skinning of the animals is fucking so cool. So, no, so great. cool. The little animations, are like the little animation we're talking about when you jump onto a ladder, but you're not in front of it and you get this displacement of weight. It's not, it doesn't like glitch into it. He just like leans into it and it's fucking beautiful. Um, um, have you guys had any moments where you've hunted deer with the bow and arrow, but haven't killed them on the first shot? Yeah, and they oh run gosh. off. They yeah. run off, and then they fall, and then they're just there squealing, yeah, and you have to. Oh, it upsets me so You much. have to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so real. It I is do so a lot real. of my hunting. I do a lot of my hunting bone arrow on horseback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, have you been lassoing them to get like the excellent pelts? No, Alex. Oh, is that me, how you do it? Oh wait, I guess no, no. Somebody told me yesterday you use your lasso to capture them, and oh, then you nice. like get closer, and then you knife them That's to cool. get the oh, cool. like, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I just learned that the other day and I was like, oh man, what a game changer. And then everyone, because uh, they stream it, everyone was like, tell me little facts. They're like, oh, did you know you could do the lasso? I was like, yep, just learned that one. They're like, oh, cool. I'm going to lasso a like, bear. Stop telling me things. <laughs> do you know the ending of the game of this? <laughs> did you I'm, know in the ending of the game, everyone becomes gods? <laughs> yeah, my my housemate Carter said he killed a deer and it started floating down the river and he's like, oh, no, how am I yeah. going to get it? And he lassoed it and it was like able to pull oh, it back that's in. that's cool. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes. that, I, I was chasing a... Um, I don't even know what they are. I was going to say caribou, but 
it's like these not they're not deers they're like something else mm-hmm. and i was like riding and they were all drinking water in the river and i was like oh shit i should get one so i like was trying to shoot with a bow and arrow and then i shot it and it like went off into the water a little bit deeper and then it just died and then it started flowing down the river and i was like oh shit <laughs> yeah. that's one of my favorite things because i keep killing i'm wanted all over because i keep killing people and i don't I mean, I don't keep killing. I'm trying not to kill anyone unless I have to. But it, again, mistakes keep happening and button mistakes keep happening and all that stuff. And then I don't hide their bodies. So then the police turn up way too quick, by the way. I'm normally there after I've just killed them and the police turn up. I'm like, I'm in the middle of nowhere. It took me 20 minutes to ride here. Where the fuck did you come mm-hmm. from? But the first time I killed someone, it comes up with that thing. And it says, if you don't hide bodies, you know, people will find it or whatever. Um, and I just happened to be by a stream, so I just like, yeah, took that body out into the middle of the stream, let him go, and then just watched him for ages. And I just followed him as he just like bobbed down the stream all the way out, <laughs> like nice. for ages. It was beautiful. I loved it. I, I hid someone in a bush. Well, it wasn't even like he started it. He was like, hey, man. They always and start like, it. And then he pulled out a gun. And I was like, yo, just relax. He's like, no, F you. And then shot at me. And so I went and I just bow and arrowed him to death. And then I looted him. And then I threw his body in a bush. And as I was like riding away, someone from the main road, which isn't even right by the body, was like, hey, what is that? And I was like, are you (laughs) fucking kidding me? And he rode through the trees to the bush. And I was like, hey! And then rode after me. Yeah. And then I was just like, all right, well, I don't want to deal with this whole thing. So I just shot him in the face. Yep. We know Uh, he killed all of the West. I saw a, a really funny clip on facebook this morning that someone had posted where um they had run into a stranger asking for help <laughs> on the side of the road and it was like this woman she's like please help me bro i need to get back home and then a spooked deer comes out of nowhere and hits the woman and kills her and then rides off and it was like well i guess i'm not i guess i'm not gonna do that <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> amazing well, okay. Uh, yeah, another example, something like that. It's like yesterday, there's, you know, there's quite a lot of women who are like, can you help me get to this town or whatever? So I was like riding along, her horse had died. It's like, sure, hop on. She hops on. She's, and then I look on a map and I'm like a few meters away from where I was trying to head to. And then I look on a map where she wants me to go and I'm a long way away and I was from that and I'm in the opposite direction. I was like, fuck this. Um, so, uh, and then this deer went by and I was like, oh, and I just shot him. Um, and which she was fine with because I was using by an hour. But then I want to get off my horse to get him. So I get off my horse to get the deer. And then she goes, Gate, get back on the horse. Where are you going? And I was like, look, calm down. I'm just going to get my fucking pelt. It's going to be fine. So I start skinning the deer. And she's like, oh my God, you're taking too long. So she just gets off the horse. And she's like, I'll do it myself. It just starts walking. <laughs> so then I go and get on my horse to go over to her thinking, well, there's going to be another interaction. Go, I'm really sorry. Do you want to get back on? Nope. She just starts freaking out because now I'm following her, you know, yeah. <laughs> she just runs away. Yeah. And I'm like, come on. All I did was get off my horse for a few seconds. That's it. Yeah. Like, like I appreciate you're making people's reactions real. But again, some of the fun is gone. Then. <laughs> yeah. I had a moment where a guy yeah. asked me to lead him back to a town, but he didn't want it for whatever reason. He couldn't get on my horse. So he walked beside me and I started galloping ahead a little bit. And he was like, I can't keep up. So I walked back around and accidentally bumped him with my horse. He screams and freaks out, runs away. And I tried to catch back up. Like I caught, caught up to him and then it, it just wouldn't let me take him back then. Like he was too scared. He's like, you're a crazy lunatic. Yeah. I, I, I ran into that stranger that you had that quest with where she's like, help me. I'm under a horse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I didn't have anything on the back of my horse. So I was able to take her. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly the same. 
Oh no, I, sorry, I, I, I didn't I take it because I had a bear hide. Yeah, I was <laughs> the same. I had a bear hide as well, and it was really pissing me off as I had this bear hide. She was on the back of uh, she, you know, went on. I was like, no, I can't. I was like, god damn it! I rode off, and then my horse tripped over a rock, and I died, <laughs> and I lost my bear hide. <laughs> oh, I was like, you're no. fucking kidding me! <laughs> oh, For real, that sucks. Yeah. Um, the last gripe that I want to have with this game is maps we mentioned maps they do a much better job here than previous ones it looks beautiful when you look at the map i like how it just opens up as you explore it that's what i want from an open world game encouraging you to explore however those fucking map icons mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god they drive me crazy and then you like zoom right in and they stay teeny teeny tiny unless you're playing on a huge screen so hard to see and to see who's your character is it took me ages to be I was like well where the fuck am i like it just yeah it's not even a different color. It's, so, I don't know if you guys did a mission yet where you have to collect bounties. Ah, uh, deaths, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, I did that. So, there's one of those where you get the you get the treasure map. The guy's like, this is where I left it. Yeah. And I was like looking at that, looking at the clues and looking mm-hmm. at my map and like guessing where to go. And I went there and it wasn't there. And I was like, this is like, how am I ever going to find this? How am I and like, it wouldn't, because I was in the mission, it wouldn't let me like mm-hmm. start another mission and so i had to look it up and then it was like oh look over here like blah 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 and then i went to the map and looked in that section there was a little icon that said destination yep. and i was like what i yep, never saw that yeah. yeah i uh, i use my radar in the expanded because then it'll like make it a little bit bigger so you can right. see if there's an icon hanging out on yeah. the edge right of it. yeah yeah, yeah initially yeah, when, when i when i found that map and it was like one here's like a little <laughs> yeah. thing too there's this yeah. tree i was like what the f-? i was like no i was like dude then, i'm not gonna gonna do this and the flip side of that is like that would be great if you you know encouraging you to explore and that stuff i'm sure there are other bits in the game that i watch i know there are some other bits in the game that are like that but with that one it's like you say alex it's like it doesn't even let you explore because it, it literally just gives you a little marker that says it's right here yeah and you can just go straight to it you don't need to figure it out at all However, and but then to counteract that, the market's so small you don't notice it's there probably yeah. and you waste time wandering around. So it's like do one of those two things and do it right. Don't Because I wouldn't bad. I wouldn't have, yeah, an issue with that if it was in mission and I was like, Okay, um, I need to find this place, but I can't find it. I'll just put it on hold for now and mm-hmm. I'll go start another mission or I'll go and explore. And it's like everything else is kind of shut off at that point that it that yeah. it was that was yeah. the first moment where I was like, Oh fuck, I I if this. I can't if I can't figure this out and like I'm very reluctant to go online and look at strategy guides or get and I'm like that with mm-hmm. every game unless I really really get stuck and I was like fuck this is only a few missions in and I'm already like this like this <laughs> yeah and then it was doubly frustrating to then yeah see the tiny little destination icon and be like oh yeah well that is honestly like I know and I agree with you normally but like you know when I posted that stuff on Facebook of like 10 things I wish I'd known before I started Red Dead and you're like you just commented I refuse to look at these (laughs) I agree with you but that's how I know you hold down that button and the map pops up you know things like that it was like it's not spoiler stuff it's just basic stuff with like yeah the game is a little bit more enjoyable for me (laughs) knowing those 10 tips on playing I still refuse I still refuse (laughs) I'm just gonna say them all here so then you have to it's different. If I'm hearing it from you, you can just you can entwine it into your own experience in the game, and then it's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, all right, so let's wrap up Red Dead. We'll talk about it obviously over the coming weeks and months. We'll like when we've all completed it. I think the three of us at least, and we'll probably get Katie in. Can she's we? Um, it. Uh, so 
Justin and I the other day were talking about our prediction for how this game was going to end. Oh yeah, because oh, okay. because obviously, how do you top the twist of Red Dead? The multiple twists of Red the Dead. Multiple which twists. Spoil, but yeah, which we know of a spoil. So our prediction was um, is that this game. Because it's quite inevitable, you're looking around the camp and you're like, okay, those people are going to turn up in Red Dead, but everyone else you would think is probably Dice. not going to get out alive. Not going to make it. Uh, and we were sort of saying that it's probably likely that Arthur Morgan's probably not going to get out alive. And yeah. will the twist be that you finish the game playing as John Marsden going into Red Dead? Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I felt before I came into the game was just like okay at some point they're gonna let you play as John that's gonna be like the weird sort of twist and yeah it makes sense at the end that you finish and then the epilogue is you starting into Red Dead 1 that I kind of made like playing maybe just before that and then it leads straight into that scene you know which cool still- if it does do that and they've done a remastered version of Red Dead which you play straight into I think you mean a remastered version of that remastered um, <laughs> but uh <laughs> No, Get I, out of here. I think it's possible, <laughs> and I really hope that is what happens. My only thing with it is, like, I know how bad the internet is, and I haven't had to avert my eyes from too much yet on, you know, I feel like that's such a big thing. It's like I would have seen a picture of John Marston somewhere, you know. Um, another, another reason why I thought that that was also potentially going to happen um, is that yesterday when I was looking through things I could upgrade in the camp, one of them was John's tent. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I really hope so. I would love for it to tie in somewhere like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, part of my problem is when you ask that question, that's part of what I'm saying with the game is that I don't have a hope for the game yet. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know where I want it to go. Like, I really don't. Like, if Arthur dies, I won't be that sad yet, you know? <laughs> I love him. But what if uh, it ends with you playing as little boy Jack? just running around camp I mean the one thing I have heard is like again not spoiling Red Dead 1 but there are multiple endings to Red Dead 1 not as in different versions but a few times it finishes Mm -hmm. Um, and there's definitely a similar thing here so that's the one thing that I'm excited about is having multiples of like if you keep playing different things will uncover for you Um, which is great Okay, um, so I think we're all... I mean, I think the one thing we're all definitely saying the same thing on is insanely pretty and incredible immersion in this game. Like, the details and the world and the atmosphere. Like, we didn't even talk about the weather system, but the weather system's phenomenal. I just had my yeah, first yeah. thunderstorm last night and I was just blew me away. Um, but just, yeah, I mean, the, this is for me the most pretty, the prettiest game I've ever seen in my entire life. The most immersive world I've ever played in my life. And that's why I play video games. So I'm loving it to death. Um, I'm yet to be convinced with the story and some of the gameplay mechanics counteract each other. That's my basic feeling. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I completely am echoing, uh, not echoing, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I'm enjoying the narrative probably a little bit more than you from, from what you're saying. Um, yeah. um and I'm enjoying the, I'm, actually really enjoying the sort of slow burn of it all and in fact had a moment yeah where i thought oh fuck i'm maybe going too fast through this i want to slow it down even more Mm -hmm. so yeah that's where i'm at yeah i'm kind of in the same boat with alex because we talked about it and we're like yeah we agree on a lot of things um i think as for the percentage wise because i was wondering if i 
um, was burning through it too quickly as well. I think just the chapter, there isn't too much to do. So like, it's just, you can only do so much in like chapter two. So the progression of the percentage is probably from this to this. And mm -hmm. then when you play the game more, there's like more things to do. So it's harder to cap each percentage because I don't okay. think it's like the overall, like 70% of the whole entire thing. It's like 17% because chapter one is like yeah yeah that makes whatever sense percentage yeah um, yeah i so heard this game is 40 hours long for the narrative yeah because so. somebody on this was saying in the stream they're like oh yeah they're like i'm not that far uh, like they're like i'm ha they're like i've done a lot they're like at 55 and they're like i've had to do like a lot of stuff yeah so i was just like 55 and do a lot of stuff i'm like yeah that's true i didn't think of that like yeah you're the you know, that's these possible. first two chapters are probably pretty, pretty short or condensed, and so you, yeah. So you're saying they're really that they're, they're, they're doing the percentage by chapters rather than by gameplay, which is yeah a bad way to do it. <laughs> you do it yeah, by cause gameplay, but. like the overall, yeah, the overall. But I think it's just because like for that section, like to measure it, because there's like all those little tiny side things that give you like a point, whatever percentage sure. of the game. Um, but I think just like the overall it's divided into the chapters okay okay all right well i think okay. we're all roughly on the same page with this game like we all appreciate it had some flaws it's just how much those flaws bother us basically yeah um, so don't buy the game just don't get it yeah, yeah, it's too late everybody <laughs> yeah. already owns it um, no, it, it is, it is gobsmacking how well it's done though because this is not a brand that's as big as grand theft auto it's certainly not going to appeal and i guarantee you when you see the playthrough rates this will not have the same playthrough rates as grand theft auto no. it'll be interested with the online of how how much people do that yeah, um, and I was thinking about the online, and I'm sure we'll get into discussions about this down down the line. Uh, is you know with with Grand Theft Auto online and and Grand Theft Auto games in general, there's there's a more license to be sort of more cartoonish and outlandish, and you see that reflect in mm -hmm. in the DLC that they've brought into all the online stuff. How are they going to? It'll be very interesting to see how that's played out with Red Dead Online of like. Yeah, where, well, where, where they keep the tone with GTA though like when online started it was basically like, you're still in this world so it's just basically what the single player world was you can go golfing together you can go driving together you can go play tennis you can you know do mm -hmm. what you want to do and you had to make your own fun and I fucking loved it and then they brought in the heists from the game and they were incredible they were maybe the most fun I've ever had playing video games were playing those together with friends online and then they started going crazy then it was like flying DeLoreans and just like yeah. insane shit it took them a while to really like jump the shark with it and people seemed to love it the more they did I liked it less um Red Dead yeah I don't think they'll jump the shark with it but yeah it is interesting obviously there's got to be like there's Pokemon sharks? And <laughs> confirmed Sharknado because it's like you know you Red can Dead. imagine you'd, you're probably going to do like train robberies and bank robberies and that's going to be fun it's just like yeah, how, are they gonna, how are they going to continue that and, and expand on that It'll yeah. be interesting. We'll have to wait and see. There you go. There's plenty of Red Dead talk there. hope that's satiated people. Let's have a little look at what's out this week. Um, oh, actually, sorry. No. <laughs> the other part of this podcast, which I'm going to rush through a little bit now, uh, is horror. Uh, it is Halloween. Happy ah, Halloween, everybody. Again, hopefully this will go up that day. If it's not, or you're listening to it afterwards. It's always a good day to watch horror films. So, yeah. go on your Netflix. So guys, I asked you two um, to look at our horror shows that we've yep. done. You've both been involved with quite a few franchises, and I just requested you pick a couple of movies. They don't have to be the best movies, but a couple of films that you've covered on those franchises that you would suggest people check out on Halloween. These might not be available on Netflix or anything, but people can find them somewhere. Um, 
Well, I, I haven't done that. I've actually, because I've done the Netflix picks instead, and some of our horror film mm-hmm. shows are in Netflix right now. Um, so, yeah. So, let's go with you guys first. Um, Alex. Yeah, so I, I picked three. I know you said pick a couple, but I picked three. Um, I think, so my first choice is go watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, the original? The, the original. The remake? No, no, the original. Uh, some bits are a bit dated, but it's a great... Um, I think this is a great film. You can either watch just with your girlfriend or boyfriend or if you're at a, a party, Halloween party. Um, but the two that I think are good fun if you're with a group of people is go and watch either Scream um, or Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky, I think, would be a very good Halloween party film. Just even just having the background because it's just so crazy and silly. Lots of fun. Um, so yeah, those those are my recommendations. But you can hear my thoughts on all of those in the um, in our horror retrospectives. You can indeed, uh, Justin Macaroni. <clears throat> Babidi boopidi. Um, the I, I, I as well uh, have three, <laughs> not a couple. Okay. Um, the first one I would recommend is to go to Friday the 13th, the original. Um, the original Friday the 13th. It's, it's a good, like, intro to fun slasher, you know, films. And then I would say good old Halloween, the original, because, mm-hmm. you know, another thing that you should educate yourself on. And it's a good movie to watch at a party. Party, you know, And you party. can listen uh, this Friday to our Halloween wrap-up episode. Um, and, you know, it's the new one came out so you can watch the new one right after um and i would say texas chainsaw because it is something in the ending exactly well the classics okay so good choices so if you don't have the capacity to pay money for things because you hate supporting art then you're probably already subscribed <laughs> to Netflix where you feel like you're getting content for free, but you're not. You're already paying for it, you idiot. Uh, but hey, <laughs> let's pretend it's free. So if you're in the UK and the US, I've gone through and I've picked through at the last night what is up right now on Netflix, which horror films I would suggest. I'm just going to like... Uh, now, these aren't all necessarily the best ones. They're ones that are either ones that I think people might have looked over, recent ones, or a few sort of classics that have recently gone up on Netflix. Uh, some of the really big, great ones that are up there, I'm just presuming people have already seen. Um... So if you're on US Netflix, this is what I would recommend for your Halloween evening. There's Train to Busan, which is a really great uh, Korean horror film. Um, really, really fantastic. Like zombies on the train. It's kind of like Snowpiercer, but with zombies. Really fucking Ooh. cool. There is Raw, which is a French film that's had a lot of controversy for being one of the most disgusting films of all time. It is not, do not believe the hype, but it is a great RT film. A dark, uh, actually no, fuck that one. Uh, the Boy. <laughs> so if you've been listening to our Child's Play franchise, The Boy is one I brought up a couple of times as one of the best Child's Play uh, films ever made, but it's not Child's Play. Um, yeah, that's up on US Netflix. Check that out. It's much better than you think. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, one of the best yeah, horror yeah. comedies so of all time. Love this movie. Uh, that's been up on Netflix for a while. I'm sure most people have seen it, but if you haven't, that's a fun one to watch. Cube is a classic. Um... That is a really low-budget sci-fi horror that is really a huge cult status. It's a great, great film, um, despite its pretty terrible acting. (laughs) Uh, Definitely worth watching. Uh, If you want something different, there's a documentary on US Netflix called Haunters, which is about haunts in America and what happens uh, with the creators, and it's pretty terrifying. (laughs) Like, it's both funny and scary when you see the extremes these people go to scare people and how when it infringes upon 
personal space and violating potential crimes. <laughs> like it's very, it's a very weird documentary. It's very short. It's fun. Uh, if you want something art house, there's a great film called Evolution. The less you know about it, the better. There's the Transfiguration, which I know Justin liked when we watched that a couple years ago together. Uh, to kind of like a let the right one in, but mixed with yeah. Moonlight, but with no money. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Under the Shadow is a really good Iranian film, actually, uh, which isn't as as arty as you might think. It's actually a really just good spooky movie. Um, friends of the show, Tamro Ishida, is in a film called The Windmill. That's up on US Netflix right now. You can oh, watch is it? Him. Awesome. Yep. You can watch him there. Uh, also, uh, Christina Masterson is in a film called Truth or Dare. There are like three films called Truth or Dare, but this one just went up on Netflix. Um, so it's the recent one that they're promoting right now. So you can watch it there. Netflix specials. I've talked about it a lot. The Babysitter is one of my personal favorite horror comedies of recent years. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Hush, really great film from Mike Flanagan, who then went on to do the series everyone's loving right now on Netflix. Um, fuck, what's that one that just hit? The, the house on haunted the haunted hill house thing house yeah. on haunted hill it was okay uh, yeah he's done that one hush is one of his films he did before it's really great and veronica is uh, a spanish film that people love um which is pretty spooky connected to our horror show the first hellraiser is up there scream 4 is up there cult of chucky is up there and leatherface is up there so if you wanna if you wanna for your halloween night just tuck yourself in nice hot Coco, listen to our podcasts and watch the film, or watch the film while listening to our podcast for a special little, you know, special little double, little menage toi, if you will, of media events. Mm. Uh, if you're on UK Netflix, Tucker and Dale is there as well, but you can also get the Autopsy of Jane Doe. This is a good little spooky film. Where Emil um, uh, Hirsch is doing his best Jack Black impression. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna die on that cross. Uh, um, <laughs> Don't breathe is up there for the director of Evil Dead remake. Uh, the Awakening is up there if you want a film to watch the family that's not too scary, not too violent, um, but is actually still a great horror film. The Awakening is one of the few. As uh, with Rebecca Hall, it's really cool. Uh, the Boy is also there, uh, and the classic Monsters uh, from Gareth Edwards. Whoop, whoop. There are some great classic 80s movies on the UK Netflix. I'll tell you what, if you want 80s horror movies this Halloween, you want to be on the UK Netflix. So get on your VPN provider. It's England. Write a letter to your governor and get the UK Netflix. <laughs> uh, you can do it pretty easy. The Return of the Living Dead. Fucking great movie. Hilarious and stupid. Happy Birthday to Me. It's good fun. Night of the Comet. They're just remaking this right now, and they just announced some big actress is going to be in it. Night of the Comet. Uh, Night of the Comet is a lot of fun. I really like this movie. April Fool's Day. One of my absolute favorite slasher films of all time. Um, a real little gem. Uh, well worth watch. Very, very nicely shot. And Troll 2 is up there. Uh, Troll. Widely known as... Widely known as up there with The Disaster Artist, uh, sorry, with uh, The Room as one of the worst films of all time. <laughs> uh, but so bad, it's absolutely brilliant. Troll 2 is well worth a watch. Uh, you can also do Under the Shadow and Veronica, as mentioned. And if you want connected with a horror show in the UK, you can watch The Purge. You can watch Freddy vs. Jason. Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning. Spoilers, Jason's not in it. The Purge, Election Year. And... The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Vroom, 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 vroom. So if you like watching girls screaming, 
I gotta keep saying this because it's just such a ridiculous scene. If you like to see girls screaming with their legs spread over a bathtub of ice with Leatherface chainsawing between their legs for about five minutes. Yeah. Just with, but not actually doing it. Like, he's not making contact. It's like he's having sex with her through the ice. He's like grinding the ice with his chainsaw as her legs are spread above the ice. It's so ridiculously stupid. Oh, yeah. That is well worth a watch. Bow, bow. There are the films I would suggest that people check out on Netflix this Halloween. Enjoy yourself. Um, and if you're, if you're dressing up as cool stuff, you should, uh, you should send us a little picture of it. Again, weirdgeeks.com. Head on out to the social medias there, and you can send us a little pic. Um, not in the horror world, but hitting Blu-rays this week. Be- uh, sorry, hitting uh, cinemas this week. Bohemian Rhapsody is finally coming out. I saw it. Saw You've seen night. it? Is it true? I've <clears> heard <throat> that it is decent, but it's not as great as people are hoping. Or is yeah. it great? Okay. No, no. Exactly that. Okay. Okay. It's good. It's all right. Well, worth a watch, but not exciting. Yeah. Uh, Suspiria is getting a wide release. It's been on a limited for a week. Um, I saw this in Manhattan last week. People love or hate it. I'm right in the middle. The stuff I love about it, the stuff I hate about it. It's definitely worth a watch. It's incredibly pretentious. Like the first thing that comes up on screen is this film will take place in six parts with an epilogue set in Berlin. (laughs) And then one of the parts comes. It says that. Yeah, right at the beginning. Yeah, that's the first thing you see on the screen. And then at the end, uh, like, and one of the parts when it comes up, because each part has a different name, one of them's called, like, Half an Avocado. Or something like that. Wow. Like, it's a ridiculously pretentious film. Uh, but it's very nicely shot, and there are some great moments, but there are some terrible moments as well. Uh, and Prospect is getting a release as well. This is a cool... I'm about to see this this week, actually, because uh, I'm here in Ithaca at the Horror Fantastique Film Festival here, supporting our film Starfish, if you want to come see that film. Go to starfishmixtape.com and you can see where we're playing. Um, or you can come to Ithaca right now and watch it with me because I'll be here doing a Q&A before I kind of get off the festival circuit for a bit. Prospect is playing here as well. Uh, it's a cool looking science fiction film. It's very interesting making of. Worth checking out. Coming to the Blu-rays in America, we've got Mandy is out this week. That cool Nicolas Cage horror flick that, again, people love or hate. The Matrix trilogy is coming to 4K. Can't hardly wait coming back to Blu-ray. What a great oh, film. Can't hardly wait. What a great film. Uh, happy birthday to me. If you don't have UK Netflix, you can buy it on the US Blu-rays. Slender Man is coming to Blu-ray, as is The Darkest Mind on 4K. Our House, which is a good little spooky film. I recommend that one. And most importantly, after decades of waiting, the entire complete animated Batman series from the 90s finally remastered and cleaned up every single episode as it should be including Mask of the Phantasm the movie and Sub-Zero the movie this is everything you can want yeah it's nice. like $110 or something like that uh, you get a, you get like three little toys as well which to be honest aren't even from the Batman animated show so why they're there it's bewildering but the entire fucking like all those oh my god man I'm so excited to rewatch these nice. really am. not even in an ironic way this series just meant so much to me growing up <laughs> And on UK, you can get 2001 in 4K. You can get The Fog in 4K. They Live in 4K. Sicario 2 in 4K. Mandy as well. Matrix. Five centimeters per second, which was one of my favorite films of all time. And one of my, I think my favorite anime film of all time. And The First Purge in 4K. Um, and you can hear our thoughts on that on The Purge retrospective. There you go, guys. Nice. We did it. Or did we? We did, we did it. 
we fucking well, did it. Thanks for the affirmation. <laughs> I was like, did we? Um, I was just trying to quickly get the... Um, hang on. There we go. There we go. I like these quiet moments. People can just hang out with us. I'm just checked, um, I, I just found a uh, picture that I'm going to send you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry for our listeners. You won't know what it is. I'll just check the uh, the box office again quickly. Uh, number 10 is Night School. Number 9, Smallfoot. 8, Mid-90s. Go see that film. It's fucking brilliant. 7, Goosebumps 2. 6, The Hate You Give. 5, First Man. Go see that film. Fantastic. 4, Hunter Killer. 3, Venom. Still making money. 802 mil. Oh, no. 802,000. Okay. What's that made overall? Oh, it doesn't say. Uh, number 2 is A Star is Born. And number 1 is Halloween. Uh, no big surprise there. None of this matters, Al. Red Dead's out. <laughs> the <Yeah>. pony game <laughs> is out. That's all that matters. If people people should be paying me full ticket price to come and watch me play Red Dead. Well, they can play no ticket price to watch Justin play Red Dead. Thanks for the segue. Justin, there where you can go. people yes. contact you on the social medias <laughs> and where can they watch you playing the Reddies? Yeah, um, on the social meds, I am I-T-S-R-A-D-L-E-Y. It's Radley. Or you can head on over to facebook.com forward slash official dante bosco where i help dante stream and tonight mm. i'll be playing some red dead you're doing red dead through the through the dante stream yeah okay cool um you have a personal one as well don't you on twitch or do you always yeah do? it's twitch.tv slash it's radley it's sorry d-l-e-y you should follow me there because i uh, probably switched there at some point okay Alex, where can people not watch you play Red Dead? People can not watch me play Red Dead um, on Twitter or Instagram. Oh, sorry, I started yawn. Boring myself. <laughs> <laughs> they can watch me. Uh, they can not watch me on Twitter or Instagram um, at Alexander Chard. A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R-C-H-A-R-D. I mean, to be fair, they can not watch you in pretty much every single channel there is. Uh, yeah, they can. They that's can, the one you can. Recommend. Yeah. They, they can even choose channels that aren't my own social media to not watch but me. But we, we, we highly recommend you don't watch you on that particular. Exactly. Video. Yep. Uh, I'm Mr. Al White on all of the social medias and on Xbox. If you do want to ride some ponies with me when that goes online, we can do that. Um, still playing some Friday 13th every now and then. Uh, doing some Fallout 76 when that comes out. I, I will probably ignore you, but hey, why not? <laughs> let's ignore each other together uh, <laughs> much like we do in real life uh, and again please do head on over to starfishmixtape.com if you want to find out what's going on with our movie you can see some clips of it there um, and you can see where it's going to be playing um, if in case it's coming to a festival that you can get to uh, we'll be back I don't know when we just did a bunch of episodes I just did a nice interview last week uh, or a few days ago if you want to listen to that with the composer and editor of You Might Be The Killer um We'll be back at some point. Not sure. But this Friday, Halloween wrap-up. Listen to that. And then we're going to be starting our next series, which is me, um, Alex, and Katie tackling the Predator movies. That will start ah, next week. There you go. <laughs> uh, until then, and whatever else happens, have a lovely Halloween, everybody. And we Halloween. are out. Geeks. Spooky geeks. Geeks. Sp- spooky geeks.